Our main story tonight, and I cannot believe I'm saying this, is Donald Trump. And I say that, I say that knowing that every time his name is said out loud, he has a shattering orgasm. <laughs> and look, look, we have mostly ignored Trump on this show, but he has now won three states, has been endorsed by Chris Christie, and polls show him leading most Super Tuesday states, which is a big deal. Since 1988, every candidate who's won the most states on Super Tuesday went on to become their party's nominee. So at this point, Donald Trump is America's back mole. It, it may have seemed harmless a year ago, but now that it's gotten frighteningly bigger, it is no longer wise to ignore it. And I do understand why Trump supporters might like him. He's unpredictable and entertaining. And if you are someone who's sick of the party establishment, he might seem like a protest candidate with some attractive qualities. We like him. He tells it like it is. He says what he means. I, I honestly believe he's telling the truth. He's funding his own campaign. Nobody owns him. He's aggressive, and he's strong, and he's bold. I think he's an incredible businessman. If he runs the country like he runs his organization, we would what? be in good shape. Donald Trump can seem appealing until you take a closer look. Much like the lunch buffet at a strip club. <laughs> or the NFL or having a pet chimpanzee. Sure, it seems fun, but someday Coco's gonna tear your fucking limbs off. Because let's look at each of those qualities those people listed. First, he tells it like it is. Does he? Because the website PolitiFact checked 77 of his statements and rated 76% of them as varying degrees of false. And I've witnessed this firsthand. He once attacked my old boss by tweeting, if Jon Stewart is so above it all and legit, why did he change his name from Jonathan Leibowitz? He should be proud of his heritage. And then two years later wrote, I never attacked dopey Jon Stewart for his phony last name. Would never do that. And then just last year, he claimed falsely to have turned down an invite to appear on this very boring show. And, and who's he trying to impress with that lie? Our show's guests include sloths and puppies. We're basically a petting zoo with a desk. But, but when we pointed out that he had never been invited, this is how he responded. All of a sudden I see people saying that John Oliver, and I'm saying, John Oliver, and I checked with my people. He asked me to be on the show four or five times. And I, I don't even hardly know who he was. I wouldn't know what he looks like. Well, look, first, first, I wouldn't expect him to know who I was, although for his inevitable angry tweet about this segment, I'll tell him what I look like. I look like a nearsighted parrot who works at a bank. But, but secondly, secondly, it was genuinely destabilising to be on the receiving end of a lie that confident. I even checked to make sure that no one had even accidentally invited him. And of course they hadn't. And, and I'm not even sure he knows he's lying. I think he just doesn't care about what the truth is. David Duke, okay? I don't know anything about what you're even talking about with uh, white supremacy or white supremacists. Honestly, I don't know David Duke. I don't believe I've ever met him. I'm pretty sure I didn't meet him. And I just don't know anything about him. Really? <laughs> That's your best answer there. Because you definitely know who he is. Partly because you called him a bigot and a racist in the past. But that's not even the f***ing point. The point is, with an answer like that, you are either racist or you are pretending to be, and at some point, there is no difference there. And sure, he disavowed David Duke later in the day, but the scary thing is, we have no way of knowing which of his inconsistent views he will hold in office. Will he stand by a statement that vaccines are linked to autism? Or his belief that Mexico is sending us rapists? Oh, and what about that plan he had to defeat ISIS?
We're fighting a very politically correct war. Yeah. Well, we see that and the other thing is with the terrorists, you have to take out their families. When you get these terrorists, you have to take out their families. They, they care about their lives. Don't kid yourself. Mr. But they Trump. say they don't care about their lives. You have to take out their families. That is the frontrunner for the Republican nomination advocating a war crime. And he might say he was joking or he's changed his mind about any of these things. And private individuals are allowed to change their minds. We all do it. But when he's sworn in as president on January 20th, 2017, on that day, his opinions are going to matter. And you will remember that date. Because it's the one that time travellers from the future will come back to to try and stop the whole thing <laughs> from happening. The word Trump sort of meant rich. Too. It meant success. She's not even wrong. Trump does sound rich. It's almost onomatopoeic. Trump. It's the sound produced when a mouthy servant is slapped across the face with a wad of thousand dollar bills. Trump. It's the sound of a cork popping on a couple's champagne anniversary. The date renovations in the wine cellar were finally completed. The very name Trump is the cornerstone of his brand. If only there were a way to uncouple that magical word from the man he really is. Well, guess what? There is. Because it turns out the name Trump was not always his family's name. One biographer found that a prescient ancestor had changed it from, and this is true, Drumpf. Yes. F***ing <laughs> Drumpf. And Drumpf is much less magical. It's the sound produced when a morbidly obese pigeon flies into the window of a foreclosed old navy. Drumpf. It's the sound of a bottle of store brand root beer falling off the shelf in a gas station mini-mart. And it may seem weird to bring up his ancestral name, but to quote Donald Trump, he should be proud of his heritage. Because drunk is much more reflective of who he actually is. So if you are thinking of voting for Donald Trump, the charismatic guy promising to make America great again, stop and take a moment to imagine how you would feel if you just met a guy named Donald Drumpf. <laughs> a litigious serial liar with a string of broken business ventures and the support of a former clan leader who he can't decide whether or not to condemn. Would you think he would make a good president or is the spell now somewhat broken? And that is why tonight I'm asking America to make Donald Trump again. Hashtag make Donald Trump again. I, I'm so sorry. Mark Grimaldi, our executive producer, thank you, Mark, shared that with me last night. He sent it to me, and I was um, emptying the dishwasher, being a domestic diva, cleaning the kitchen after I put the kids to bed, getting their lunches ready for today and that kind of thing. Had that on. Just dying laughing. Had to, you know, scroll back to, you know, replay it on YouTube a few times. Uh, that, of course, is John Oliver, um, just hysterical, uh, brilliant uh, man. And uh, quite frankly, a lot of what he's saying is true, though. It's so funny, but it is true. Uh, today is Super Tuesday, and this is the only true democracy. True, speaking of true, true democracy and talk radio of, for, and by you, the people. And when I hear things, because you are my friends and family listening. And it's not, oh, my mom, my dad, my cousins. You have become a part of the Leslie Marshall listening family. You've become friends of the show through listening, through participating. And I just wanted to share that with uh, you. Um, today is Super Tuesday. There are a lot of things we need to talk about. And I want to tell you some things that 
we need to watch. Unfortunately, numbers-wise, Donald Trump looks um, like he's cruising on a national level and that he's dominating. He's 49% support compared to Rubio 16, Cruz 15. That's a new CNN ORC poll. By the way, today, comparing to January, today, a new CNN poll has been released. Drum roll, please. Are you guys ready? Nationally, among all registered voters, you ready for the tingle? Hillary Clinton, 52%. Donald Trump, 44%. Compared to January, by same poll, same matchup. Against Rubio, she's either neck and neck or trails. Donald Trump is the guy we're rooting for today, folks, if you're a Democrat. Donald Trump is the guy that you're rooting for if you want Hillary Clinton to be your president or a Democrat to be your president. Hillary Clinton tops Donald Trump by almost, by by more than 10%, by 12 percentage points. That's a spread I'm happy with. I like double digits. That's now. It was very different in January. But. Donald Trump is is blowing away the competition, likely to do so in Massachusetts. You know what? I come from Massachusetts. I want to speak to my home homies for a second. We have affiliates and mass people listening on stream. What is your problem? What is your problem? Boston and Massachusetts worked hard to overcome its past with busing, the perception that this was a racist city. I remember when I first brought my husband to Boston, he said, and I kid you not, where did you hide all the black people? And I pride myself on being from a great city that has multiculturalism. That is so liberal and so accepting and so tolerant. You didn't see the anti-Muslim attacks en masse after the marathon. I'm proud of that. Tennessee and Alabama, I expect, no offense, Trump to get that support, okay? And Trump could win possibly all 11 states or come close to it. If he does, there's very little hope other Republicans could catch up. Today is the biggest day of Ted Cruz's political career. He hasn't been shy about it. He says today is the most important day of his entire election. And the first question, and the only question, is does he win Texas? And if so, by what margin? Has to be a big margin. Can Rubio win? He captured second place over Cruz in South Carolina. He consolidated the GOP's establishment support after elbowing Jeb Bush out of the race. He's unleashed the most vicious attacks on Trump of any candidate yet in person on the debate stage last week on Thursday. Continued his barrage of insults over the weekend, including some Trump-level personal zingers about the penis size of Donald. Uh, Now he needs wins. For all his hype, his campaign has had in recent days. He's not doing well in the early states, unlike Cruz, who has home state votes. There are no locks on the map for Rubio today. And as a matter of fact, in Florida, in a few days, he doesn't look good. Can Clinton put it on ice? The lay of the Democratic land pretty clear. She's come off a massive 48-point South Carolina blowout win, likely to parlay her strength among the minority voters and wins in Texas, Georgia, Virginia, Tennessee, Alabama, and Arkansas. And this will be the last test with minorities for Senator Sanders. So let me ask you, one, will Super Tuesday make it all but official? If Hillary, will it be all official tomorrow that it's Hillary versus Trump in the general election? Yes or no? Why or why not? 
888-653-7543. And if it is Clinton versus Trump, who would you support in the general election and why? You might be surprised some Republicans would support Hillary. Some would stay home. 888 888-653-7543. Will the Republican establishment's outcry against Trump have any real impact on primary voters? And if not, how will it affect the general election results if a significant amount of Republican officials refuse to support the Donald? Would you agree that Trump is the candidate that the GOP deserves? They've hated. They've used fear-mongering, xenophobia, and racism. And now they've pushed their voters to this and to this man. For the past eight years, 8886 Leslie, is this the result of a black guy for two two terms? For all of you who say the Republican Party isn't racist, 8886 Leslie, 8886537543 is the number. Former CIA Director Michael Hayden says the military may refuse to follow the orders of Trump if he becomes president and commander-in-chief. What is your reaction to his comment to this idea? Is this right? Is this wrong? 888-6-Leslie, 888-653-7543. And what do you make of the secret conversation between Trump and the New York Times editorial board where he indicates he's not really serious about immigration as much as he says? He doesn't plan to put forth any of the proposals that he has proposed. 888-6-Leslie, 888-653-7543. What surprises you most about Donald Trump's supporters? 888-6-Leslie. And with the support Trump and Bernie have, is the future of our two-party system dead and our chances for an independent to be elected possible? Or does the electoral college primaries and caucuses make that impossible with the way our current system is set up, or some people would say rigged? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Speaking of, we're seeing articles that the GOP will put forth an independent candidate. Do you hope for that as a Democrat? And do you hope for that even as a Republican who was anti-Trump? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And will the black and Latino vote propel, propel Hillary Clinton to win a supermajority of Super Tuesday states today? Will the black and Latino vote, will the minority voters propel Hillary to a supermajority super win on Super Tuesday today? 888-6-LESLIE, 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. And how would Trump win the presidency? He's alienated blacks and Latinos, those voters. You don't see a color, you know, a lot of color, if any, in his rallies and among those supporters. KKK, David Duke comments, comments about Mexicans being murderers and rapists, Muslims making fun of the disabled. 888-6-LESLIE, 888-653-7543. Back to you. This is your show up for by you, the people. I want your opinions, your comments, your questions, your concerns next, right up after the break. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of truth. The Leslie Marshall Show. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE.
Marshall. Welcome, welcome back. Only True Democracy in Talk Radio of four and by you, the people. Let's go to your calls. 888 6Leslie, 888-653-7543 is the number. And we start it out with Robert in Florida, line two. Uh, Robert, uh, thank you for uh, joining us, uh, listening on TalkStream America. Um, Robert, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Leslie. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Leslie. I, I just wanted to make three very quick points. I think you'll be a little bit surprised. Number one is I think Trump is holding his news conference today, not just to answer questions, but to announce a running mate. I know it sounds a little bit crazy, but I think his running mate is going to be Rick Scott, governor of Florida, for multiple reasons. Number two, um, nobody's talking about. Whoa, 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 wait. Uh, Ta- tell me the what? reason. Tell me the reasons, other than the obvious oh, because, that you know he, he worked for the private sector because he because he's already been a government official for a while, so he has that experience with governing a state. But he also worked for the private sector before, and I think Trump wants somebody with that kind of experience, not just somebody who's worked, uh, you know, as a public servant. You know, I think it's I think it's to lock in. His, you know, huge lead every time he holds a press conference, you know, people cover it and other people listen and name recognition is the number one reason people vote. So perhaps he's just reminding people of his name. Yeah, I I agree. I agree with that. And I I definitely think um, I mean, I could be wrong. I just have a strong feeling, and especially since he's doing it in West Palm Beach. But the, the second point I wanted to make, which is actually three. Right, wait, wait, wait. He's doing he's doing it in West Palm Beach because that's where he is. Um, that's where he was. Um, Florida is coming up. He's campaigning there. He wants Correct. to beat Rubio in hard. I think it's become personal with the two of them. Correct. And I think he's going to also announce uh, his running mate for the same reason he announced the Christie thing. I mean, I'm, I, I back Trump. I, I can't vote, but I'll get into that. But I back Trump. But I think. Uh, you know, no, I need to ask you. So, I need to ask you. So, please, okay. You back Trump, okay? Wait, you got to take a break. When we come back, take a breath, because sure. I'm not going to judge you, but I have some very hard questions. I hope you can answer, okay? Or easy questions. <laughs> that shouldn't be. Hard. We'll be back with our callers and with you. Robert's going to tell us why he supports Trump. I got some questions. Eight 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 six Leslie. Join us. Lines available. Leslie, 888-653-7543. We're talking about Super Tuesday, as it is Super Tuesday today. Robert of Florida, line two. Thanks for holding. Welcome back. Okay, now, Robert, you say you support Donald Trump. So I want to ask you a few questions. I know you've called before, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, I think you had mentioned that you are a Hispanic or Latino. Is that correct? Robert? Robert, you with us. Hello? Do you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, sweetie. Um, uh, Robert, um, are you a Hispanic male? You have a you have a wonderful memory. That's why I like you. <laughs> yes, but I also can hear a little of that. I used to live in Florida. You know I can is. hear a little of your Hispanic. You, you spent uh, some time here. I know <laughs> your Hispanic speak in that in in, in your in your uh, in your speaking. That's for sure. um, uh, so, okay, few questions. One, as a Hispanic male, did it didn't it offend you that are you Mexican American or are you Cuban American because you're from Florida? 
Cuban American, Cuban. Okay, Cuban American. So you don't like Mexicans? So you don't care about me? Okay. Not really. So, no, no. That's not. That's that's not the case. That's not the case at all. That's no, the, I'm, jo- I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm um, joking. I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> when I lived in Miami, Cuban Americans are giving me a hard time because I I learned. Uh, Spanish in Mexico, so I speak Mexican, you know, Spanish as opposed to Cuban, very different. Cubans speak so fast and uh, have some different words like watermelon and uh, Mexicans say sandia and Cubans say melon, right? I mean, exactly. they're, di- you know, different words. But anyway, uh, without the Spanish class here, um, Robert, <laughs> as a Hispanic male, was it offensive to you as a Cuban American even uh, when you said Mexico, when he said Mexico doesn't send us their best? You know, and he, and he spoke of uh, rapists and, and murderers because, remember, if you're walking down the street almost anywhere in America, people aren't going to think Cuban. They're probably going to think you're Mexican. Yeah, no, you're right. And I've been out of state, and I know what it's like when I go to places like Illinois and California. The first thing people think is I'm Mexican. You know, I, I know how it is. I've got how, how, do, how do you feel about some other Trump supporters perceiving you possibly as a rapist or murderer? That's, that's fine. I mean, a lot of people judge a, judge a book by its cover. Uh, but then when I speak and, and kind of give people my perspective, I know I don't have that attention because let me give you an interesting story. Um, I've actually done, and I can give you some very good insight. I've done time federal. I remember. I remember you told yeah. us that. That's why you can't and vote. There you go. And if you want to look this up, um, a gentleman by the name of Arthur Allen Haley, uh, he's a high-ranking clans member that I actually did time with, that I spoke a lot to. I'm obviously not a KKK member or, I mean, a white supremacist. But this is the thing. Trump, uh, KKK supporters, this is the point I wanted to make. They're not endorsing Trump because they think Trump is going to go out there and lynch people or do anything like that. They want it because they want to protect their borders, uh, their language, and their culture. And I'm okay, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me finish, Robert, okay? Because I, sure. I got the questions here today, okay? You are a Cuban-American, all right? Sure. Were you born in Cuba, your parents or your grandparents? Uh, parents. Okay. Your parents came to the United States. Were they, did they come here by boat and flee uh, the communistic, in, violent regime of Fidel Castro? In 66, completely different from the kind of Cubans that came here in the 80s, which is why I agree with what Trump said. Trump said um, when Mexico sends their people, they're sending the rapists. You know, he, he made it sound like all Mexicans, but he says, I'm sure some are good people, but he says they're sending a lot of crap, which in the 80s, Cuba did the exact same thing. Not all Cubans were bad. But there were a lot of bad people here, and obviously the crime wave in the 80s wasn't just Cubans, it was Colombians too. It was major. I don't think Trump is racist at all, and I don't think it's fair that— No, 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 Robert, 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 you're jumping ahead because you're trying to answer a question I haven't asked. Okay. Your parents came here fleeing persecution under a communistic and violent regime of Fidel Castro. Right. One of my best friends was raped by Fidel Castro's men. Her family fled, but they fled to the Louisiana area, which a lot of Cubans did there in Miami, as you know. Mm-hmm. How what would life be for you and your family right now? Or would you even be here right now? You wouldn't be here in the United States right now if Americans then and there were Americans then. I remember and I remember especially when I lived in Miami who had the mm-hmm. mindset of, you know, let them drown. Send them back. Mm-hmm. Build a wall. Close the Florida border. This has been talked before. What? Uh-huh. How, how? In a sense, how dare you want to build a wall when the, a wall would have prevented your parents from coming to this very country for the same reason that some, through many through Hispanics who sent to America and many Syrians who are fleeing Syria and uh-huh. ISIS and the Assad regime are coming here, trying to come here elsewhere as well. I understand what you're saying, and that's and, and that's fine. I understand people need to escape for their own reasons as well. But 
there's a difference. My parents came here in 66, and the laws were completely different. But this is the thing. It's not me against them coming here. I don't care if anybody comes here, but come the right way. Because I have family. I have people. I know people who are here. You know, they've, they've expired visas. They're here legally. And I know people who came here legally. And, and, you're, and you're, fi- you're fine with the people in your community in Florida who uh-huh. might be one of the 11-plus illegal immigrants being deported back to Cuba. Uh, yeah, actually I am. I am. I am. And You're fine with families being broken apart. If, if it had, the law is the law. The same way I went to prison for breaking the law, if they're here for breaking the law, no matter what it is, if it's immigration, they need to go back. The law is the law. I, I agree. Okay. So you want a, a wall along the border, and you want Mexico to pay for it, and you believe that that could really happen. I don't care who pays for it, and I think it could be negotiated, but I don't care who pays for it, whether it's, it's them or us. I know that now, Mexico's not going to pay for it. Mexico can't afford to run its own country, and we can't afford to for a wall. You realize that. You know the, you know how many billions of dollars it costs, right? Correct, but there's, there's ways that, I mean, they could just, uh, through the money that people send through electronic wire transfers, they could just charge a percentage of interest off every time an illegal alien or Mexican sends it over there. Just with that alone, you can fund the wall, but that's, that's not an issue. A wall could be built. But, but Robert, I, let me ask you this. Um, sure. w- why are you afraid of Mexicans? No, I'm not. I'm not afraid of Mexicans at all. Not okay, because you realize that on September 11th, 19 men either were here or came to this country, none of which came through Mexico. In San Bernardino, cool. two terrorists, one born here, another came through legal means, never came from the Mexican border. And we also have a border with Canada, and we also have people who come here, especially in California, from China and shipping containers through the ports. So so, so why do you really believe, because I think a lot of Americans do, that if we build a wall on the border with Mexico, we're we're all going to be fine. There'll be no more crime. There'll be a huge amount of jobs. So I'm asking you, what do you hope to gain from a wall being built? Here, I got a rebuttal for you. I got a rebuttal. Not for a you. rebuttal. Yes, Answer no... the question. What sure, do you hope sure, for? Sure. What do you hope to gain from the wall being built? You said there's no border on Canada, no border anywhere. No, else. I did not. Right. I said there's no there's no wall being built. That's a border. We have a correct, we have correct. a border with Canada. Correct. And I was just addressing what you said before. I know that even a lot of a lot of people, a, a huge majority, are coming from Asia. Nobody's really talking about that. They make it sound like it's just a Mexican thing, and I and I know it's not. But a huge majority of the drugs and everything. And, and being that you're in Florida in the- and you have no touching as I do uh, in California um, with the Mexican border, I'm just wondering you personally, oh, not, as, not as an American, the- you personally, border, if a wall goes up tomorrow, how does life change for you in Florida? I've been to the border. If life changes for me, there would be less drugs, less hard drugs, not just marijuana. Are you out of your mind? Heroin? There'll no, be more drugs I, coming in from Florida because there'll be no there'll be no wall along always, the tip yeah, of Florida. Always, Mexico yeah. does not touch Florida. Go look at a map. No, I know, but drugs go. I know drugs can come from anywhere, but I've been in the federal prison system mm-hmm. and I know the Mexicans and I know how drugs were getting in here. Right, and, and you also that, you also realize yeah. you also realize that when we stopped the drug cartel in Colombia. It started to go through different areas, including Mexico, through Central America, which is why so many people are fleeing. Correct. There'll be more drugs coming through Florida because they won't be able to penetrate California and other places, the other points of entry, possibly. But it would be a lot less. It would be a lot less. You realize that the drug traffickers don't use physical drug mules. They use planes. You know that, right? Of course, oh, obviously, I'm very familiar okay. with this. You realize state, planes fly <laughs> over walls, correct? Leslie, believe me, I know that. Robert, been, my question I, to you involved. was, what? How, do you, how does it benefit 
you if there's a wall and you said there'll be less drugs and I'm telling you that is not accurate. Less, there would be less uh, people here taking jobs from people that I know that are contractors. You, live, you lived in Florida. A lot of people that I know that are contractors that pay permits and pay licenses cannot get jobs. Because but the people in Florida do not come here through Mexico, and you know that, Robert. Say it again. People from The illegal immigrants in the state of Florida are not coming through the Mexican border. That's correct. That's 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 correct. They're coming exactly. From other so if there again, of... if there is a wall built with Mexico, how does it benefit you? It does not create jobs. It does not stop the drug flow. It does not affect you at all, Robert. Robert, you know, love you for playing the game today. We're gonna uh, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back. Robert, do call me again there in Florida, and uh, and be careful. Um, don't go away. Leslie Marshall, real people, real life. Real talk. Give her a call now at 888-6-LESLIE. Lots of people to talk to, and we go to Sean in Chicago, line three. Uh, Sean, uh, who do you think's going to win? Do you think Trump will win today on Super Tuesday? Uh, sadly, I'd say he, he pretty much is going to pretty much going to win today. Yes, absolutely. And uh, it's uh, he's going to have the VP. My guess it's going to be Jeff Sessions is going to be his pick for VP. That's just a hypothetical guess. Okay. A lot that of people be, think that's going to be the announcement, that he's going to announce his uh, running mate. That he's Yeah, and that would that, cut right into the Cruz vote, and that would be very strategic. The only thing Okay, I so you think it's going to be a Texas guy. Other callers said, Robert said, it's going to be a Florida guy. Right. I, right. As I say, it's, it's definitely going to be somebody that's going to have the optics of we're going to do something about immigration, uh, which I, I don't agree with his. We got to do something about it, but it's not that way because I'm a libertarian, so that's another issue. Okay, but, so 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 Donald Trump's going to be the nominee. You think he's going to announce from Texas? You think he's going to have a Texas boy as his running mate? And right. what happens in November? Do, do Republicans stay turn, home, or Republicans yep. vote for Hillary, or did the Republicans come up with a third party candidate? They go for a third party candidate, and right at this point, it looks like the only one who's going to be able to have any chance of saving the party now. They've done so much damage. Oh, my God, Sean, I'm sorry. Where are you from originally? Boston. Yes, I'm a Boston girl. I hear my homeboy. I can hear that in your voice, dear. Okay, go ahead. So you said that you said they're going to come up with a third party candidate and Hillary's our president. And, yep, and Paul Ryan is going to be the only one who's going, they're going to try to put up there, and he's going to hate being there because his wife doesn't want him there and his children aren't ready for the big time, and they know it. Okay, but, so ba- basically this is God's will come, forthcoming. <laughs> I will hold back on that one. But, yes, in, in a sense, I guess whoever's in there, I, I look at it from that aspect. I'll, I'll uh, use my reform doctrine of providence, yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank, thank you, Sean. Thank you. All right, Leslie. You take thank care. You. I love you automatically with your accent. He could have said, go Trump, and I still would have loved it because of the accent. Okay, let's go to Daily Dave in Hawaii, line four, listening at Progressive Voices Daily. Good afternoon. 
Hi, Leslie. How you doing? Good. Happy Super Tuesday. Great. Oh, yeah. It's real happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I am not in a happy place right now. Okay, why? Um, I caught your, uh, well, I caught your podcast. Or should I say pod, podcast <laughs> from, um, from yesterday's show. And you were talking about some of Trump's influence. Yes. And all I can see is that this is like Ronald Reagan's, uh, um, presidency on steroids that basically trump has no substance whatsoever other than to say it's going to be great there's no specifics we have no clue what he's talking about and the only specifics we do have is like xenophobia and you know fear of foreigners and it's going to be great (laughs) and so i can't america is better than that we as a nation and as a people are better than that and he needs to be reminded that for the most part except for four or five percent of the population we're all immigrants every single one of us came from somewhere else and it disgusts me that actually people are buying this stuff that they're buying his message because i think it's disgusting he's charismatic and he's got a big mouth great that doesn't mean that he's qualified to be the president of the u.s do you think – well, I think we all know, unfortunately, that it seems apparent that he will be the nominee. Uh, will America vote for him? I mean, 30 to 50 percent of registered Republicans state by state uh, favor him, support him daily. Well, the the thing I, – yes, I heard that in your show, uh, in the podcast, um, that I think something's going to happen where he's going to have a meltdown. I just have a sense he's going to have a, have a, uh, a, dean, a dean moment. And people are going to see him for what he is. Or some dirt's going to come out from somewhere. That's what I'm hoping for. Anything else, Daly? Uh, No, I just want to send you a great big hug, okay? Thank you. Thank you. You and Mark, you guys are special to me. Thank you. We you love you, Dave. Us. Yeah, we love you. Oh, very thanks, much. man. Okay, we'll talk to you later. All right, thanks, Daly. Uh, let's go to Cantankerous in Wisconsin. Is this Scott Walker on line five? Just joking. Uh, Cantankerous, um, you, I think that you have a, a wish, a desire for Donald Trump that you'd like to see. Am I correct? Oh yes, you are. I'd like to see him shipped over to Syria. Oh, okay. Without the bodyguards. Okay, well, that's not going to happen, that wish. Actually, he's going to become the nominee. Uh, anything else on Donald Trump? Oh, he's a fraud. Uh-huh, I agree. Um, I used to watch him on Fox News, which I no longer watch Fox, period. Um, and I thought, well, yeah, you know, the way he talked on there from, what, well, I think, what, 2011, 2012, they started having him on. And I thought, well, geez, you know, he knows what he's doing. And then he, when he announced for president, I thought, oh, you know, this should be a good thing. And then I thought, well, you can vet the politicians that are running. So I thought, well, the one night I was watching something, and I, my, somebody I know told said, well, you ought to see this. And they brought me the portable computer, and they showed me the documentary that he had buried for 25 years donald trump what's the deal that covers the uh polish brigade that he paid actually i found out it was actually four dollars an hour not five dollars an hour they were on the site where i think it's trump tower is they slept on the site had no hard hats no gloves demolished the building 
Uh, there was stuff in there that he had promised to a museum. And when he found out what it would cost to have it taken out, he demolished it and said, well, people would just think they had stored it in the basement of this museum. Um, it covers the helicopter pilot that he had that was had known uh, Colombian drug cartel and mafia ties. Uh, he's just dirty all the way through. Okay, and I think a lot of people agree with you. Thanks, Cantankerous. Appreciate it. Uh, let's continue with the calls. 8886 Leslie. Uh, uh, let's go to Kevin in uh, New York. Uh, hi, Kevin, on line two. Good afternoon. Listening hi, on TuneIn. How are you? Yes, again. Hi, Kevin. Hi, uh, Leslie. Um, I just want to make a comment. Um, you know, there was a uh, gentleman a few calls back. I think he was Hispanic of Cuban descent. And I. You know, it's a head scratcher to me when I hear a Hispanic supporting Trump, you know. And it's not just because of the recent comments, but just if you go back and, and look at his history with uh, his discrimination. I'm from New York, and, uh, you know, he has uh, him and his father, I think, own some some buildings in Brooklyn that they're – I think they were sued, if I'm not mistaken, because they didn't uh, rent to – Hispanics and blacks, but um, it's just I, I just don't understand it. That's that's just really the comment I wanted to make because you know his history. If you really look at it, is obvious. This man's a racist. That's all. That's all I want to say. All right, thank you. I appreciate the call, uh, Kevin, and uh, listening and the participation. Let's go to Marty in New Mexico, line three. Marty, good afternoon. Hey, Leslie. Listen, I um, I also wanted to chime in on the last caller. You know, it's uh, it is sad that when you get a Hispanic caller, whether he's Cuban, Puerto Rican, whatever he may be, it almost sounds like you know. I I, I heard all the ignorance that's pouring out of that guy's mouth, and everything that you rebutted against him, he didn't have anything to come back with. But what I'm going to say is, and this is a fact, is that the majority of Hispanics in this country are of Mexican descent. They're correct. not Cuban descent. Correct. Not that is Puerto correct. Mexican descent. They are of Mexican descent. Correct. And I'm not sure even Donald Trump knows that himself. I think he you know, does. I, just, I think he does because I think he was speaking to, you know, he didn't say people who come here illegally. He said Mexico doesn't send us their best. And we have to remember Mexico's not sending them. We are inviting them because nobody punishes the corporations who have been hiring them for decades. The politicians turned their heads until it became politically uh, essential for Republicans because all of a sudden these people are here and now they're having babies and grandbabies who are voting Democrat. And it's like, oh, my God, we're going to do something. Get them the hell out of here. And in addition, when it became a political push button, emotionally charged divisional issue. And that's the only reason, because for years, for decades, how do you get 11 plus illegal immigrants? They didn't come over the border yesterday. Some of them have been here for generations. Some of them are 70, 80 years old. Okay? Nobody cared until a few years ago because it was politically beneficial to do so. I'm Leslie Marshall. Sorry, we're out of time. We'll be back tomorrow on Hump Day. Hope you will as well. May the best Democrat and Republican win. Oh, you know the 